This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 money pit. The Money Pit is presented by Heart Tools, available at Walmart and Arrow Fastener. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. We are here to help you take on your home improvement projects, solve your DIY dilemmas. The Money Pit is about you. So whether you live in a house or apartment, you're dealing with a repair, you're dreaming about a reno, we're here to help you tackle those to-dos with confidence and have a little fun along the way. Help yourself first. Pick up the phone and call us with those questions at 1-888-MONEYPIT or post them online at moneypit.com. Coming up on this episode, while most folks focus on how their landscape looks, they might not be as focused on their lightscape. With the right combination of low-voltage lighting, there's a whole new view awaiting you. We're going to walk you through those options. And also ahead, if you're a dog lover, getting up at all hours of the day and night to let that pooch out is not always very convenient. Well, now there's a new type of automatic pet door on the market that gets built right into your home's exterior door. We're going to share this new innovation that lets your pooches go in and out whenever they please. And we're also going to share some tips on avoiding identity theft. It's a growing crime that can impact your ability to buy a home, especially if someone pretending to you ruins your credit. Well, now there's a new government resource that can help victims. And whether you're buying, selling, or just enjoying your home, we're here for you every step of the way. And today we're also here to give you the tools to take on projects around your home. Yep, and today we've got the Hart Multi-Drive 215-piece mechanics tool set worth $149 to give away to one lucky listener. Hart tools are durable, well-made, and available exclusively at Walmart. It's going out to one listener drawn at random, so make that you. Pick up the phone and call us at 1-888-MONEYPIT or post your questions at moneypit.com. Leslie, I think there's a lot of folks out there that want to win this tool set today, so the calls are piling up. Who is first? Going up north to Rhode Island, where Doug's got a question about heat sources. What can we do for you, Doug? Yeah, hi. Good evening. Uh, I appreciate your show, and I thank you for all your uh, hard work in providing such uh, wonderful answers. My question has to do with, I'm looking, considering an alternative source for heat in in the event of power loss. And I'm trying to weigh my options, and I'm looking at pellet stoves and wood stoves, and I'm wondering what your opinions are, and if there are, if there's anything else that I should be considering. Yeah, you should be considering a whole home generator if you're concerned about power failure. I mean, look, it's not just the heat that you need in the power failure. Um, if have you thought about installing a generator? Uh, you know, if I did install one, it would have to be one that just kicks on one of those whatever they call it, the automatic style. Yeah, it's called it's called let me explain this to you, Doug. It's called a whole home generator. It's a permanently installed appliance. It would be installed outside your house. 
You can buy one that can cover every single circuit in the house, or you could buy a smaller one that would just cover select circuits, like, for example, your furnace or your boiler. And when the power fails on the grid, the the whole home generator automatically kicks on and then repowers your entire house. Now, these don't run on gasoline. They can run on natural gas or propane, which means you never have to worry about fueling them or finding gasoline to, to fill a tank, for example, because that's what you'd have to do if you had a portable generator. So I would protect my power first. Now, as to the question about installing some alternative heat source, like a pellet stove or a wood stove, sure, one of the other of those is fine. I think you'll find maximum efficiency with the pellet stoves, and the most efficient stoves also have their own combustion air supply. That's where most folks go wrong, because if you don't have an outside combustion air supply, where do you think all that air comes to fuel that fire. It comes from inside your house, and that's the air that you've already paid to heat through your heating system. So you want to have an external combustion air supply to help improve the efficiency. Does that make sense, Doug? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I do have natural gas. Well, then you're all set up. I would take a look at the uh, Kohler generators or the Generac generators, both great brands. Yeah, I'll look into it. Good luck, Doug. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we've got Joyce in Alabama on the line who's got a question about a sink odor. What's going on? Well, this is in a bathroom sink. It's about uh, 25 years old. It's a type that has three air vent holes in it or overflow holes in it. And the odor seems to be emanating primarily from there. It's a very musty odor. And I came down to that conclusion because I finally took some paper and stuffed up those holes. And things smell much better in the bathroom that way. Well, sometimes what happens is you'll get some uh, bacteria that will grow in that overflow trap. So what I would suggest you do is this. That is to fill the sink up with hot water and add some bleach to it. And let the bleach very slowly trickle over that overflow. And so it saturates it, and hopefully that will kill that mold or that bacteria. Now, the other thing that you can do is you can take the bathroom sink trap apart and clean it out with a bottle brush. Now, some of the traps today are just plastic. They're easy to unscrew and put back together. Under the sink, sometimes you can clean that. And again, you get that that biogas that forms in there. If you clean it with a bleach solution, that usually makes things smell a lot better in the bathroom. Okay, Joyce? All right. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Greg in Iowa is on the line, and he's dealing with a radon situation. Tell us what's going on. Well, um, my wife and I are in the process of of uh, buying a home, and we're in the process of closing on this home. Okay. Um, and uh, when we uh, gone through the whole process of you know buying it and everything, we had to have an initial. We decided to have an inspection done, and then at the end of this inspection, where they go over everything mechanical and you know about the house and everything. They then um, offered radon test to be done, and I had heard about the test and read about the test and figured it was a good idea to have it done. It was $100, which was pretty cheap compared to what we found out. And um, I guess what I'm trying to find out from you all is in Iowa, they say that there's 70 to 71% of the homes in Iowa have a radon problem. Okay, now you had a radon test done. What did the level come back at? It came back at 18. Okay, so 18 picocuries? Yes. 
So 4.0 Pika Curies is the action guideline. Remember, I spent 20 years as a professional home inspector. I got this. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. So 4.0 is the is the action guideline. So you have a rate on problem. Um, it's not it's it's not unusual. It, it depends on the area. And certainly not the worst that I've ever seen. I've seen homes that had levels of upwards of 100 Pika Curies. Okay. That said, you do need to put in, or more accurately, the cellar is a sub-slab mitigation system where you have pipes that go into the slab and they pull the radon gas out. Now, has that process been started? Yes, sir. All right. So then you're on your way. But when you're done, it's very important that they test out of this and get a successful number. I will caution you, though, because this is a real estate transaction, remember that you are not in control of that house. And one of the biggest concerns that I had as a home inspector doing radon tests was I couldn't necessarily trust the sellers to leave my test alone. And if they open the windows or doors during the test, they're going to vent that house and get that number to be down. So it's really important that when you're doing a mitigation system, you would probably step away from doing charcoal absorption canisters, and you would do other types of radon uh, testing. There's one called a working level monitor, where it basically takes samples on an hour-by-hour basis. And you can look at this, that the results that come off of this, and what you look for as a tester is a normal pattern. And you're going to see a pattern that sort of climbs throughout the day and is really high at night when the house is completely still, starts to drop during the day. A good tester can tell if the test has been uh, compromised. So just proceed cautiously, not an unusual situation. Sub-slab ventilation is the way to go. And when they're done, this test should be down to near zero. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. And I think you're doing all the right things. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's AirDoctorPro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. 
Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. We'd love to hear what you are working on and lend a hand with all of your projects. And speaking of lending a hand, how about lending some tools or even better, how about giving some tools away? We've got up for grabs this hour, you guys, a 215-piece mechanics tool set from Hart. Multiple drive here, you guys. How amazing is this gigantic set? It's really durable. It's well-made. You can do a lot of jobs in the garage or around the house. It's got metric and standard sizes. So you'll be able to do everything, whatever you need with this tool set. And it's super durable, rust-resistant. It's got a chrome finish and large size markings. So you can really identify what size all of the pieces are very quickly. It's available exclusively at Walmart. Now for a complete line of tools and accessories so you can easily tackle any project. Do it with Hart. Learn more at HartTools.com. That 215-piece Hart Mechanics tool set is worth 149 bucks and going out to one listener drawn at random. Make that you. Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT with your home improvement question. June in Alaska's on the line with a question about tiles cracking on the floor. How can we help you today? I was listening to your wonderful program, and um, when you got to the part about the in-floor heat, the um, we have a lot of that here in our area, the uh, in-floor heating, yes. and I love it. However, our home is only 10 years old. It's, it's, you know, it's fairly new, but I've noticed my bathroom floors they have ceramic tile okay and we have some hairline cracks in them mm, yeah but i thought when okay i'm going to replace them but right. when i do that uh, i want to know how to have the people do it properly right so that doesn't happen so, again yeah so i think you may have heard us talking to the representative from schluter systems you're referring to the uh, the remote show that I did up in Newton, Massachusetts with all of the guys at This Old House. And we were talking about one of the products they put in, which is a product called Detra. And Detra is a membrane that goes under tile, and it does just that. It prevents cracking. But now they have Detra where they've combined it with a heating system. So you can have an electric floor underneath your tile, and you know that the tile is going to be both warm and it will not crack. So it's mm-hmm. a really cool product, very effective, and I really hate to get the calls from folks that are asking me how to stop the floors from cracking because there's no easy answer. It's just it's happening because the floor wasn't put down correctly to begin with. But now uh, you can put down this Dietra product with the heating system built in. There's a Wi-Fi thermostat that's available for it, and you've got all the parts in, in one place. So I would cool. definitely encourage you to look into that. Uh, when you're ready to do the floor. Just look for those Schluter Systems, uh, their website, and it's pretty obvious. It's called Detra Heat. They've been making products for pros that, that install tile for a long, long time, and that's okay. why the guys at this old house use them for so many of those critical bathroom projects there. All right, June, good luck with that project. Love your program. Well, thank you very much. Well, while most homeowners focus on how their landscape looks, they might not be as focused on their lightscape. A good lighting design can not only add safety and security, but also style if it's well done. Here are some things that you're going to need to consider. First of all, your budget. 
Now, there's a big range here. Exterior lighting costs can run from a little to quite a lot. Now, adding a lightscape to a home where you plan to be for only a few years will merit a different level of exterior lighting investment than your longer-term abode. But for even these bigger lighting plans, this one's important. You can easily spread it out over a number of years. You can do one side or one type of lighting or one area of lighting at a time. So if you're going to do it right and go big, you can do it in stages. Now, when it comes to selecting lighting, durability is also key. Whether you're working with a pro or shopping for DIY lighting systems, always go for quality fixtures and components. Low voltage is the way to go, but you really need to work with good materials like copper and brass. And listen, there are a lot of cheap landscape lights out there, and many rarely last more than a season or two. So you're better off buying quality fixtures and breaking your project up into smaller chunks and then spreading that cost out. Yeah. Now, you also want to think about creating mood and focus. And a range of outdoor lighting fixtures really do make it possible to illuminate your home's exterior as well as any Hollywood lighting designer could. But focus here is the key, guys. You want in your front and backyard, you got to carefully choose some focal points to receive the brightest and most dramatic spotlight and then build the rest of outdoor lighting scheme around that. Overall, you want to shoot for a natural look that replicates moonlight streaming softly from above as opposed to a lot of heavy doses of some like crazy uplighting. Yeah, and one final point to remember, think about this as a system where you have multiple components all combined to create that light scape. So many times we think of lighting as one fixture at a time, but in this case, you want to plan it out so it all works together to highlight your home in the best possible light. Peter in Maryland, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? When we had first moved in, everything was cosmetically perfect. And now all of a sudden we've got cracks everywhere in our hardwood flooring and our crown molding. Now, certainly we could live with a little cosmetic shifting, but it's so drastic, I'm wondering if there's a greater underlying problem here. So the cracks in the molding, where are you seeing those cracks? Corners? uh, Is the top and the bottom of the molding separating from the wall? What are you seeing? All in the bottom of the molding. However, it could be anywhere. Corners, middle, anywhere. Okay, and, and so you have cracks up at the crown molding, which is between the ceiling and the wall, but you also mentioned you had cracks at the floor. What are we seeing at the floor? Yeah, it's more drastic. On the first floor, is all hardwood flooring. Right. And uh, like I said, it was seamless when we had moved in. Now, over the past two months, I'd say every third board has a gap in it. And the gap may be very slight, but some are as large as, as an eighth of an inch now. Okay, so you've got some shrinkage in the floor and you've got some gaps in the wall. I mean, the entire house could be shrinking. Um, what kind of heating system do you have, Peter? Uh, it's electric heat. Okay, electric heat, forced air, radi- uh, radiators, what do you have? Oh, it's forced air. It's a very dry heating system. Well, I will say this, gaps around molding um, and gaps around floor and, and, and gaps in the crown molding, especially like along the walls, that's generally not the kind of crack that indicates structural movement. When you see walls, that, that looks like that sounds like shrinkage. When you see walls that are cracking at the corners or cracking above doorways, physically cracking inside the drywall itself, that's usually more of a concern. What you're describing to me sounds a lot more like shrinkage. That said, I would keep an eye on it. I mean, we're coming off of cold months. You have the heating system on. You're going to get a lot of shrinkage then, and you'll get more swelling in, in the summer as it gets more moist and, and humid out. So you can either keep an eye on it, see what happens, or if you want to get a structural opinion, what I would do is I would suggest that you go to the website for the American Society of Home Inspectors. That's ASHI, A-S-H-I dot O-R-G. And look for a certified 
professional home inspector and actually certified inspector in your area. These guys don't work on houses, so they'd have nothing to gain by finding things that need to be fixed. They're just there to diagnose. And I, and I would say an ASHI certified inspector because they are clearly the best. In fact, uh, my nephew was buying a house uh, last week, and, and he's in the Air Force in Florida. And I helped him find an ASHI certified inspector there, and I saw the report. And I got to tell you, I said, to, I said to him, I said, do you know what the name of my show is? He goes, Money Pit? I said, you got one. <laughs> because right. there was so much wrong with it. So um, I would definitely suggest monitoring it, and if you wanted to get an opinion on the structural aspects, bring in a professional home inspector and and see what uh, they have to say, okay? All right, great. I appreciate your time, uh, Tom and Leslie. Uh, Enjoy the show all the time. Thanks very much, Peter. Have a great day. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Well, if you are dog lovers like Tom and I, getting up at all hours of the day and night to let your pooch out really is not the most convenient thing. What's more, if you're not home, it's even more difficult to get to alter your schedule, find a friend, get a family member, whoever, to let that puppy out so that they can go. That's right. But what if your four-legged family member could let themselves out when they needed to and just as easily scoot back in when the deed is done? Well, the MyQ Pet Portal can do just that. It's an automatic pet door that is actually manufactured into an exterior door and once installed, hands fido the keys to go in and out as he pleases. With us to talk about that is David Shuda. David is the lead project director for the MyQ Pet Portal. Welcome, David. Thank you for having me today. 
What a terrific advancement in pet doors. I spoke with you a few days ago about this when I first learned about it, and we were talking about the fact that pet doors are just not really designed to fit into any other kind of door. I mean, when you buy a door, all of those panels that make up the bottom half of the door are very often hollow. They have no structure to them, and when you have to cut that apart to attach a pet door, it becomes a real mess. What you guys have done is totally re-engineered this process by starting with an exterior door and then building the opening mechanism right into that. It is the coolest thing I've ever seen. So congratulations on that. You just launched it this year at CES. What's the response been? Oh, thank you very much. So the response has been actually phenomenal. It really has exceeded our expectations. Um, We're very proud to have actually won uh, the, the best an innovation award uh, from CES and another nine awards. Um, so we're very humbled by that. <laughs> Man, you cleared the slate with that. Thank you. It really was a full team effort to bring uh, such an innovative product to market. You know, the team that behind the scenes really did a great job to bring this, this to market quickly. Now, I mean, this really is so innovative. So what really was the process of bringing it together and what are the benefits? As you may know, we launched our MyQ platform. Actually, it was almost 10 years ago in 2011. And at that time, that really focused on the age-old question, did I remember to close the garage door? And today, with our MyQ Pet portal, we realize that we have a new universal problem for a different need, and that's for all pet parents who have that panic moment, when was the last time I let my dog out, and is she going to have an accident? We did a lot of user research to find out what were those needs, and then we developed a product that would let our dogs uh, in and out when we are not around and allow us to communicate with the pet by our cameras on the inside and the outside of our product and two-way audio so that we can almost be there when we're not. So you can talk to the pet. uh, You can let the pet uh, let themselves in or out. What if uh, you want to have some control over that? Can you sort of approve the pet leaving the house? Sure. There's actually two ways that the product can work. You can allow your pet to notify you when they're nearby the door and want to leave, and that's done using the Bluetooth collar on the dog. So when it's nearby, it'll ping you via a MyQ Pet Portal app, and that app allows you to interface with your dog, to talk with them, to allow them to come in and out either, like I mentioned, when the dog is nearby the door and wants to go out, or if you are busy, if your dog is on their own schedule and you want to let them out and let them in control of their own goings and comings, you can set your device to just open and close for them. I mean, this really is amazing. And I think the best part is that the door looks just like a regular door. I think there's always been so many security concerns when you put in a doggy door or pet door, whatever you want to call it, that someone's going to force their way in through it. But that's not possible here. If you look at our door from the street level, you really can't tell that it's different than a regular door. And so that allows a peace of mind for the homeowner. We allow the dog then to come through and it quickly closes behind. We have a couple of safety devices on our pet door also to make sure that the pet is safe when going through that. What about tailgaters like squirrels <laughs> or raccoons <laughs> that might try to skip in? Those pesky squirrels, I think we've got them licked. <laughs> a couple ways you can check to survey your yard to make sure there's no pesky squirrels or hawks. You've got a smaller dog and survey your yard. And the MyQ Pet Portal will close right behind your dog to make sure that you don't get any of those tailgaters. Now, do you have options in terms of design uh, with the doors? You partnered with Colby on this, right? They're a great door manufacturer. Do you have some options on the door style? Yes. 
We have a couple of different materials. We offer our solution in either fiberglass or wood construction with aluminum cladding on the exterior for maintenance-free solution. And we have a variety of color options so homeowners can match their home exterior. So, Dave, now that you've got the MyQ Pet Portal, how do you teach the dog to actually use it? Great question. We employed a pet trainer to help develop a training video set that we are deploying with our pet portal. This allows us to help the new pet owner train their dog. It's been really successful, and we have not had a pet take longer than four minutes to learn. Wow. (laughs) Hey, once they learn something that they're interested in, like how to go outside on demand, they're going to be really into that. So that's really cool. Well done. We love those pets. They really want to go outside. Now, the MyQ Pet Portal, I mean, this really is just the newest addition to the whole MyQ Smart Access ecosystem. I mean, so many people today, millions are using MyQ, and they can control, secure, monitor really these important home access points like your garage. And now pet parents, and when you think about it, how many people got animals over the quarantine? So many. There were none left for adoption. So this is going to be hugely helpful once everybody goes back and to the work field. That's right. Like you mentioned, there has been a large increase in pet ownership. And as people hopefully soon get back and leaving their houses again to go to work for those ones that are working at home, this offers a way to allow your pets to continue to kind of keep in touch with you as you're away during the day and also to allow them to potty and play during the day. <laughs> I mean, potty and play, what else does a dog want to do? <laughs> you pretty much hit it right there. David Shuda, thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit. What a great product, the MyQ Pet Portal. David actually provided a guest post for us, which is on the homepage of MoneyPit.com right now, all about the MyQ Pet Portal. Check out the videos and the photos and links to purchase the product all at MoneyPit.com. Again, David, great job with this project. The lead project director for the MyQ Pet Portal, David Shooter. thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Thank you for having me today. If you've got a home improvement question in mind, now is a great time to reach out because we are giving away the Hart Multi-Drive 250-piece mechanics tool set to one listener drawn at random. This is a tool set that is super durable and really well made. It can handle any job in the garage or your house. It includes an extensive range of standard and metric size sockets, and it features a 90-tooth ratchet design that allows up to 20% more access in tight spaces. And it's got a durable, rust-resistant chrome finish and large size marking which is great. This way you can read the size that you want very quickly and very easily without going back to the box 10 times, which is what I ultimately end up doing. Hey, this set is awesome. Heart tools are available exclusively at Walmart, offering a complete line of tools and accessories so you can easily tackle any project. Do it with Heart. Learn more at hearttools.com. That's hearttools.com. Diane in Minnesota has got a steamy bathroom. Tell us what's going on. Yes, the exhaust fan. It just does not seem to... uh take the steam out of the bathroom at all. It just doesn't work for some reason. Well, where is the exhaust fan mounted? It's on the ceiling and goes into an attic. Is that correct? Uh, Yeah, it's in the ceiling. Um, I just live in an apartment, so I'm not exactly sure where it goes. But uh, Okay, well, see, that would be a good place to start <laughs> because you want to make sure when you turn on an exhaust fan that you can see it actually exhaust somewhere. And generally, it's going to be a vent outside the building somewhere, and you can turn on the exhaust fan and see that vent open. So you need to figure out 
or if it's an apartment, you need to have a, a super figure out where it's exhausting because it could be obstructed, it could be crushed, it could be blocked, it could be terminated. There could be a lot of things wrong with it. And the other thing that you might want to think about, and, and you may or may not want to do this because it's an apartment and not a condominium that you own, but there's a different type of exhaust fan uh, that's out now. Brone and Newtone make it, same company. It's called Ultra. And what's cool about it is it has a moisture-sensing switch built into it, a humidistat, so it runs whenever the room gets moist. So you can kind of set it and forget it, and you take a shower, it'll just stay on until all the moisture is evacuated out of the room and then go off again. Okay, well, thank you so much. All right, Diane, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, identity theft is a growing crime and one that can be very hard to track. But when a criminal steals the ID of a child, you might not even realize it until decades later. Now, there are a number of ways to prevent child ID theft, as well as signs to be on the lookout that should make you very suspicious. Now, according to the FTC, several signs can tip you off to the fact that someone is misusing your child's personal information and committing fraud. For example, you or your child might be turned down for government benefits because the benefits are being paid to another account using your child's social security number, or you might get a notice from the IRS saying that the child didn't pay income taxes, or that the child's social security number was used on a another tax return, or even you could be getting collection calls or bills for products or services that nobody asked for. Now, if you suspect you or your child has been a victim of identity theft, head to the Federal Trade Commission's website. They've got a new one at identitytheft.com. It's a really good tool for fighting identity theft, and it includes a step-by-step guide to recovering from identity theft and repairing any damage that may have happened. Joe in Texas is looking to collect some rainwater. Tell us what's going on at your money pit. All right. Well, we have a uh, ranch near Stephenville, about an hour and a half southwest of uh, Dallas-Fort Worth. And it can get pretty arid out here. So we have some rain barrels uh, or some black uh, large barrels hooked up to our rain gutters. And we're trying to get it to where it's actual potable water that we can use and drink and just in our ordinary you know, daily lives. Um, so we were kind of wondering what type of filtration system to put on uh, to run the water through and also how to keep the junk from our gutters flowing in there. Well, rainwater harvesting is something that's actually gone on for centuries. And there are modern systems that are available to help you both collect the rainwater and purify it because that's the key. You want to make sure it's safe. A good place to start is rainharvest.com. That's a website for a company that has specialized in this area for many, many years. And they have everything from small home-sized systems up to industrial-sized systems. And they also have the specialty filters you asked about keeping the gunk out of the water. There are special filters to keep out the leaves and the tree droppings and things like that from getting down in there. So it sounds like you're kind of well on your way, but what you're going to need to pick up is a purification system, and that's a good place to start, rainharvest.com. You know, another good site that's out there is harvestH2O.com. A lot of articles on there about filtration and purification some products, good list to resources and vendors as well there. All right. Thank you. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. 
Pick up the phone, send us an email, however you'd like to get in touch with us here at the Money Pit. We're standing by to lend a hand. Now, I've got a post here from Joan in Florida who writes, How do I get such nice, clean lines when repainting my living spaces? Now, this is tricky because a lot of people skip the tape. I'm one of them. I tend to just have a steady hand and take my time. But painter's tape truly is the best way that you can make sure that you're getting a clean, crisp line. And I think a lot of people forget that. When you tape, you've got to make sure that you're pressing that tape down. You're getting a nice, clean seal onto the area where it's going to be making that straight line for you. And then, Tom, do you peel yours off before it's fully dry or do you wait? No, I, I wait, but I know that timing on that is really important. You've taught me that when it comes to doing stripes on walls. Yeah, I mean, it's super important if you're doing striping. I mean, when I do a stripe or a detail like that, I actually paint over the edge with the same color so it makes a nice seal. But I usually wait until just before it's actually fully dry so it doesn't peel anything off with it. Well, a disorganized kitchen pantry can make it difficult to find what you're looking for and add to the prep time for meals, and it might even lead you to add things to the shopping list that maybe you already have. We've got some easy ways to clear that clutter with pantry designs that give you spacious and orderly food storage in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Leslie, I'm definitely guilty of this, buying something I already have in the pantry. Yeah. Well, first of all, guys, just keep a grocery list. Keep it on, you know, the fridge or nearby the counter, wherever near your pantry door so that you keep an accurate running sort of inventory or a list of things that's needed. So, you know, that everybody's writing down, make it a rule. Be like, hey, guys, when you're almost done with that snack, write it down so I know to get it. Or if you've got the Alexa, you can actually have her do that for you. Just tell her to add the item to your shopping list, and then you can easily retrieve that list later. Now, if you've got a lot of small items, like, say, seasoning packets, gelatin, pudding boxes, snack packs, juice boxes, All of those things, they're small, they're weird, they don't stack right. An over-the-door shoe rack with shelf trays or clear pockets can be perfect. Now, the best pantry design utilizes every space, and that should include the back of the door. If you've got the space for it, do it. Now, also, you want to group things together according to how you use them. For example, instead of keeping all of the herbs and spices together, put the sweet spices with the other baking supplies. A small basket is really great at holding all of these things together. So you can put all the baking stuff together. This way, the next time you're about to make an apple pie or something, you just grab that one little basket or box or whatever it is, and all the spices you need are right there. Now, here's another good rule to use when you're organizing your pantry. The less often you use something, the harder it should be to reach. Save that prime pantry real estate for the things that you use every single day. Now, you can also add undershelf racks to your pantry designs to double the storage capacity of those middle shelves. You can use one of them to corral all of your food wraps so they're easy to find. You can use another for bread and rolls so they're not getting squished all the time. I mean, it's really easy. If any of this has started to sort of get your inspiration going for organizing your pantry, Just start by sorting that pantry, dispose of anything that's expired or you just don't like, and then repeat this process every couple of months. This way, every time you open that pantry door, you're going to be thanking yourself for all that hard work and not cursing at all the random things that are falling on your head. That's really good advice. You know, I think that same advice applies to anything that you want to organize. If you want to clean your desk, take everything off of it. If you want to clean your bedroom closet, take everything out of it. Because by doing so, you identify those things that you really didn't need. And when you put everything back, you're definitely going to have some more room. 
This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Coming up next time on the program, if there's one thing in your house you want to be pure and fresh every time you reach for it, it's your water supply. But that's not always the case, so we're going to explain how to offset the odor and hopefully get rid of it altogether on the very next edition of the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Pay!